Welcome and thank you for joining us here at Life Central. If you want to know more about who we are and what we're all about, check out our website, lifecentral.org.za or like, follow and subscribe to our social media channels. We hope this message speaks into your life and that you will find meaning and purpose through it, guiding you through your daily life. I try not to read the news. Uh, It just upsets me. It incites fear. It drives division between groups. It tells us how one group of people hates another group of people. It just drives up anxiety in me. It drives up fear in me. And all of this because, well, let's be honest, bad news sells. So if it evokes all those emotions in us, it means the journalist is actually doing a good job. The thing is, when I read the news, I try to use it as a bit of a social commentary. I I try to use it as a gauge to see where we are and where we stand as a society and sometimes as a culture. And it's not hard to think that that picture can get pretty gloomy. So when I speak to somebody about the relevance of Jesus in their lives, uh, it's not hard to understand how they struggle to make that connection. How this rabbi from the first century, thousands of years ago, thousands of kilometers away, how is he relevant to my life today? to that news report uh, about the changing everything, about the wall happening over there, and how all of that affects me. How is Jesus relevant to my life? It's it's an important question. And, And I think an equally important question is, what difference will Jesus make to me today? Now, to answer that question well, I think it's important for us to look at the way that Jesus lived. I think it clears up a lot of misconception. In his day, day, Jesus' enemies, well, they accused him of all kinds of things. One of the things they accused him of is going to too many parties. Uh, They literally accused him of being too popular and hanging out with the wrong crowd. Now, in essence, they just feared Um, the fact that he challenged their authority. He challenged their norm. Be honest with you, very little of what Jesus did was normal at all. You see, he was fearless. He never backed down from doing the right thing. He was vulnerable, allowing people into his space, allowing people to get close to him, allowing people to get to know him. He, well, he was compassionate. He stepped right into people's pain. He stepped right into people's fear and into their anxiety. Jesus invited people to follow him all the time. And this invitation was for them to find a better way, a good way to deal with their lives, their daily lives, their daily hurt, their daily pain in a way that didn't just change their lives but brought honor to God and help them to live to their full potential. Today, thousands of years later, Jesus extends that that same invitation. He he extends that same invitation to us to 
to approach things differently, to live life differently so that we might reach our full potential. Now, the thinking is that thousands of years later, surely our world isn't that much the same. And on the surface, between technology and the way things work today and the way we dress, I guess, yeah, things aren't the same. But when we scratch underneath the surface, when we look at the things that we as people struggle with, man, it's not all that different. So Jesus steps into this mean-spirited, this selfish and divisive world. Does mean-spirited, selfish and divisive world sound like a place where you live? Because it definitely sounds like the place where I live, where people live for themselves, where number one is the most important one, you know? You see, Jesus is this, this real person, not, not a person who puts up a facade and people are attracted to him. Have you noticed how you are not attracted to the people with all the facade, but you are really attracted to the real people in life? Jesus had this heart for people. He had this endless patience for people to come to him to interrupt his day, but he had no patience with injustice. He just jumped right in there and made a difference when he needed to in those moments. You see, Jesus was furious when the poor was taken advantage of. Jesus promoted women, Jesus attracted women to, and he defended women uh, in their most vulnerable states. Jesus welcomed children, which didn't happen in his day and age. <laughs> he just sounds like a bit of a revolutionary in his day and age, doesn't he? Jesus went to weddings. Jesus had a good time at weddings. And at funerals, Jesus cried with his friends. Jesus lived a real life, and Jesus lived a life much like yours, much like mine. But Jesus left a legacy that we can't ignore. You see, in the mix of all this, Jesus sat across the dinner table to people, and he invited them into this new way of living. He invited them to get to know him as he got to know them, and he showed them a new way to live every single time he encountered people in a dysfunctional world that makes no real sense, in a world where we want it to work one way, but it's all just working another way. Jesus continually found the words and the explanations as to how to do it, how to do it well, and how to leave a legacy. Now, the words of Jesus wasn't just radical for the day that he lived in. No. If we take Jesus' words and we live them today and we act them out today, they change everything around us. They're as extreme today as what they were thousands of years ago. Because when people say, well, we look at Jesus and honestly, no one cares like that. Well, Jesus cared like that. And... He insisted on human value and he insisted on human dignity at every single stage and at every single junction of where he lived and how he lived. When we hear people say, well, surely nobody taught like that. Jesus taught like that. And what he shared, he, he ushered in change that, well, let's be honest, if we look at what he taught, we're still living the fruit of that change today in our modern world. 
I've heard people say, well, surely one person can't change culture in uh, a lifetime, never mind in a few years. Well, what Jesus did is he called out broken religious systems and he called out vicious political systems that was also very broken. And he changed them in a few short years. And the people who followed him <laughs> kept on turning the world the right way up. So all this makes Jesus so much more than just a very good historical figure. Now, it makes Jesus a model, a person that we can model our lives around here today in our modern world. You see, his life shows us how to live a legacy in turbulent times. And we all want to leave a legacy. And that little phrase, turbulent times, is something that we are facing on a constant basis, isn't it? So it's exactly what we need today. His model is exactly what we need today. What was interesting about Jesus is he operated with this peace in the most difficult of times. He never seemed rushed. He never seemed flustered. And the best part of it is that he promises that peace to you and to me. In John 14 and verse 27, he is quoted as saying the following, I'm leaving with you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. That's a promise that we really need to take hold of in this world of hate, in this world of uncertainty, in this world of anxiety. This world really needs peace. There is an absence of it. There is an absence of a confident assurance in anything these days. Uh, all the things that we think we know and we think we understand, they've been tested over the last few years. A pandemic, a pandemic comes and it, and it scratches all of our norms in, in, in a week. We are told that, hey, things used to work this way, but next week things are going to work in a different way. And how much did that change the way we perceive the world? How much fear did that bring into our lives? How much anxiety did that produce in us? in people who never lived with fear, in people who never lived with anxiety before. Jesus promises when he goes away that God the Father will send another helper. He'll send the Holy Spirit who will come and live in his followers. And the Holy Spirit will give this peace, will produce this peace in his followers so that they can live with this assurance that Although there will be troubled times, that God is in control of all things at all times. See, God gives us His Spirit as a gift. The question is, are we willing to accept this gift? Um, this peace, this peace will empower us to follow Jesus' example and follow His example well. Um, it'll help us to grow in compassion. It'll help us to become agents of change in our ever-changing world, but change that'll bring better lives, change that'll bring or that'll make the difference that people need in their lives, not just change for the sake of change, which is something we so often face in our lives. Um, the Holy Spirit produces results in us that we didn't even expect ourselves. Now, 
some Christians get weird about it. Um, I know that you've met those people before. Those people who say that they have been changed by God. But those people kind of, they seem like they own good. They, they own all the good that has ever been done before in the world. <laughs> and that all the, world, all the good that has ever been done in the world has been done by them or through them or because of them. And if you want to make a difference in the world, you need to join their little group of weirdos who dresses differently, who speaks very strange, and, well, they judge everyone else because they are not like them. <laughs> and let's be honest, they don't really impress us that much. In fact, they become irrelevant very, very quickly. They become strange and stressful <laughs> to us, the rest of the world folks, very, very quickly. But this is not the kind of thing that Jesus wanted to happen. It's not the way that Jesus did things. It's not the way that Jesus taught us to love. It's not the way that Jesus drew people closer together. It's not the way that he exemplified living a life of faith. It is not an authentic relationship with Jesus. In fact, it's putting rules and regulations in place so that we can control more things. See, they are just distortions of the way that Christ taught us to live and love and have peace. There are different distortions. There are these distortions that add rules and regulations. There are distortions that throw away all the rules and regulations and just says that, oh, you know what, Jesus loves everybody equally and one day he's just going to love us into his kingdom. But the truth is that God, God put those laws there so that we could see how, how far we fall short. And that's why he put in place a plan to send his son and to save us from ourselves, to pay the price for us as we fall short. You see, another distortion is that we think that we can somehow earn or deserve God's love, that we can earn or deserve God's peace. If we are just good enough, if we just try hard enough, now, these distortions distract us from who God really is. And ultimately, they distract us from living the lives that God created us for. Paul the Apostle dealt with all these ideas. He started some churches in the province of Galatia. It was a Roman province in the first century. And Paul, man, Paul was an interesting character because he was the very picture, a walking example <laughs> of God's love, God's forgiveness, and God's grace. Um, because Paul, in his early days, was a product of skewed religion and vicious politics. And God comes and he, and he meets with Paul on, on the road to Damascus. And God, in a moment of meeting Jesus, changes Paul's life forever. You see, Paul accepts this gift of peace. And because of this gift of peace, he starts living life very, very differently. And he starts changing the lives of those around him because he lives life very differently. Paul writes to these churches that he started in the, in the area of Galatia. And they are facing a lot of these distortions. They've started some of the distortions themselves. And they've had some people come in and tell them all kinds of things that just wasn't true about God. And he says to them that, that these distortions are actually dragging them away 
from the good of God in their lives. And it is, it is actually putting their freedom in jeopardy if they continue in these selfish ways. He writes to them and says to them that the Spirit of God produces something very different from what they are experiencing at that stage. He writes this to them in Galatians 5. He says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. These are the characteristics or the character traits of Jesus that Paul is describing here. They are the things that actually make a difference in the world. Jesus turned the world upside down or right side up by living out these characteristics, by living out love so that people could see it, by living out joy, peace, patience, kindness in a way that people could go, yeah, I see it in him and I want some of it. Uh, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control were all things that Jesus exhibited on a daily basis. Those are the things that made the difference, that changed the world around Jesus. We think in the world that we live in today that power makes the difference, that control makes the difference. We, we think that, hey, maybe it's money that makes the difference. But no, Jesus back in the first century shows us that if we want to connect with ourselves and with others on a level that leaves a legacy, it's going to take love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's going to leave a legacy. That's going to leave a print on a person's life. That's going to leave a print on my life when I live that way. It's going to leave a print on your life when I live that way. See, too often we get caught up in, in our achievements, our achievements at work, our achievements in sport, our achievements in social settings. Too often we get caught up in accumulating things. Too often we get caught up in the things that makes us feel good. And the truth is those things last for but a moment and then they're gone. Then they fade away. But if we want to leave a legacy, if we want to chase after something that will bring or produce lasting change in lives, that will bring lasting change in our lives, we need to hang on to what the Holy Spirit produces in us. Now, what does this look like practically? In your life and my life, I mean, these are, these are very cool little things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. They are very cool things to say. They are very cool things to think. And, and there are things that you probably saw in other people's lives and thought, man, that's a good character trait. But what do they look like practically? How do we live them out? How do we choose them on a daily basis? Well, uh, let's try to look at some examples. If I approach every situation, if I approach every circumstance with love, it would change the way that I approach it. It would change the way that I interact with the people in it. It'll change the way that I think about it on a daily basis. See, when I come into a room and there is anger and there is division and, and I bring this attitude of joy and peace, I get to set the temperature in that room through joy and through peace. Anger and division has no power over me 
You see, when I slow down the pace of my life with patience, I get to live at a pace where I don't continually try to catch up with myself. I, I, I get to live with a contentment that hasn't been there before. And to be honest, that contentment is attractive. That contentment will have other people going, man, how do you do it? Like, I need some of that, that good pace in my life, okay? When we live with kindness and we live with goodness, when we live with uh, kindness and goodness are just moral excellence and a care that goes beyond the norm, that goes the extra mile, it, it means that we are leaving prints on people's lives. We, we are affecting other people's lives in a way that nobody else was willing to. When we live from a point of faithfulness, it means that we trust in God. We, we've gotten to know Him. We've gotten to trust Him for who He is and what He's like. We know that God loves us, that He cares for us. He is our Father and He wants the best for us. And every decision we make is based on those truths. That's faithfulness. Gentleness means that I have a humble spirit. Have you ever tried to have a, a fight with a person with a humble spirit? It's impossible. They, 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 they just go, yeah, I hear you, man. Let's, let's talk about this a little bit more. And you're trying to bring your point across and you're just trying to get them to react. And they're like, man, I, I hear you. I see where you're coming from. Let's talk about this some more. It's impossible to have a fight with that person. And after a while, you start going, oh, wait, maybe I should slow down and just hear what their point of reference is. Maybe I should just hear them out for a second. You see, that simple gentleness changes things. Uh, then there is self-control or self-mastery. Man, how much self-control and self-mastery do we need in our lives? It means that we're not controlled by the circumstances. We're not controlled by our emotions. We're not controlled by our desires. No, we have put them in a place where we get to control them, where they serve us, and we don't live in service to our emotions, to our situations, and to our desires. Now, this list of character traits is literally called the fruit of the Spirit. It's interesting that it's, it's the produce, it's the stuff you pick off the tree of God in your life. And it is what God wants to plant in all of us. He wants us to, he gives us this free gift of his Holy Spirit. And he says, here, take and choose daily to pick the fruit, to pick the produce of me, of my character in your life. Now, here's the thing. We love the character of Jesus. We'd love to live out the character of Jesus on a daily basis. But we've all tried to be better, haven't we? And, and it lasts all the way from, from breakfast to about brunch. And then seven people have disappointed you and nine people have kicked you in the shin and uh, life sucks. <laughs> and, 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 and then you're just like, why do I even try? Have you ever been there? Have you ever asked yourself, why do I even try? Well, generally, um, it then takes a mountain of motivation for us to, to go, okay, I'm going to try this again. I'm going I'm to try to live from this place again. 
I'm going to try to, 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 to love people again. I'm going to try to accept people again. I'm going to try to X, Y, Z. You see, God knows this. God knows that we live in a broken world. He, he, isn't, he isn't estranged to our situation. That's why he gives us this gift of the Holy Spirit. So that these characteristics are available inside of us. You see, we just need to choose to live from them. We don't have to produce them ourselves. We're going to spend a lifetime trying to reproduce the character of Jesus in ourselves by our own power. That's why God doesn't expect that of us. No, Jesus said that he sends us the Holy Spirit to produce these things in our lives. So that when you are faced with a situation, you can choose love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and whatever other fruit you might need. What are you facing? Are you facing difficult people at work? Well, choose love, choose joy, choose peace, and choose patience. Will this change them? <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> but it will change the room. It will change the atmosphere. And it will definitely change you. And when you are different and you walk into a room and you bring a different attitude and you bring a different spirit into a difficult place, you get to set the atmosphere. You get to set the temperature in the room. That's why we get to choose these things. We get to pick these fruit from the produce of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Are you facing tough relationship battles? Well, choose kindness and choose goodness. Show the other party, show the other party that you love. Show the other party that you care and you appreciate them. Even when you disagree, it will change the way that things work. It'll change the outcome to what you're facing. Are you struggling with yourself? Well, in that case, choose faithfulness. Choose trusting God. Choose trusting God's character. Choose gentleness. That means that you are willing to master your desires and choose self-control. That you are willing to put those desires down at your feet and go, you know what? I am master to you. You are not master to me. See, God wants us to turn our world personally and, and, and socially around. He wants us to, change, to turn it the right way up. Like if you read your Bible, like his disciples and his apostles and everybody in, 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 in the Bible turned their worlds the right side up when they trusted on the character of God inside of them. When they picked the fruit, the produce of God inside of them. You see, uh, so often... We try to work at this freedom ourselves. We, we, we take uh, what the world tells us is freedom and we chase after it with everything inside of us. And what is usually sold as freedom ultimately enslaves. But with God, it's different. When he tells us that there is a freedom, there is a peace available for us, it is a peace within bounds. It is a freedom within bounds. But it means that we get to live lives that leaves a legacy within the freedom of those bounds. And ultimately, we get to live out the potential that God has placed inside of us, following in Jesus' footsteps, following in His acts of work and, for, and leaving a legacy in the people around us. So what's your next step? Well, 
at the beginning of the message, I asked this question and I said that people often ask this question. They say, what difference does Jesus make to me? And so today I've told you every difference that Jesus makes in me. That fruit he produces of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And it changes the way I approach things. It changes the way I do things. It changes the way that things impact me. It changes the way that it impacts my family. And I try to make a difference in the lives of others because of the fruit that I can pick in my life. The question is, do you need to just start acting to start picking on those fruits to have the peace of God, the love of God, the patience of God. You, we have it available, but we need to start acting on it and not just hoping that it'll somehow produce, somehow happen. The other side, the other question that we might have is that we might go, I've never thought that I could experience this. I have never said, God, I need that free gift. Will you give it to me? And so, no matter where you are today, we want to pray with you and we want to say, Lord, will you come as we accept that, that gift of your Holy Spirit and will you produce your fruit in our lives? And we, Lord, will you remind us that we get to pick those fruit on a daily basis? It'll change us, it'll change our lives and it'll change everybody around us. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that we can come to you. Lord, we thank you that we can take the gift of your Holy Spirit Lord, and, and Lord, that we can make it a part of our lives, that we can accept you into our lives, Lord. Lord, will you help us? Will you remind us to pick from the fruit of the Spirit on a daily basis? Lord, that whatever situation we face, that we know what to pick, and Lord, that we act on it accordingly. Lord, that we might live lives that leaves a legacy. Lord, in our families and in the world, changing the world the right side up for you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you so much for joining us. We hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening in to the Life Central podcast today. If you would like to get connected or get involved, follow us on social media or visit our website, lifecentral.org.za. We hope you join us here again next week.